Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. It's great to be back again this week and talk to you about Bachelor Season 25, Episode 7. And before we get into the meat of the episode, Chris, obviously we've had this massive media storm around the show and Chris Harrison and Rachel Lindsay this week. I think we'll address that at the end of the show, so we'll just do our standard recap and then we're going to address that when we when we've finished with that. So, Chris, in terms of, let's start off with the Heather bombshell and then damn squib. <laughs> what did you make of that? Well, it became more apparent again, Dave. Serena C was definitely one of the mean girls. She is horrid. Yeah. Absolutely horrid. Heather came in. And look, what I don't understand, right? Why can't any of these people see that it's not Heather railroading the show? She has been basically put in there by the producers, whether it's off a friend um, who got her in there. Is it Hannah? Whoever her friend was, Hannah whoever Brown, it was. Yeah. Yeah, so so she's put a word in. I don't believe she has. I think this has been planned all along. But we go with the narrative that we're being shown on the TV. She turns up in a fucking car. They let her in. They quarantine and she's in the show. I'm not believing any of that. I said it last week. I know I'm trending over the same thing. It's a load of bollocks. However, it's not her fault. But all the girls are holding her accountable. Like she's just come in and walked in off the street and gone, right, I'm straight in with Matt. Now... I do also think, Dave, it's one of the worst bookings I've ever seen in a TV show because what was the actual point of her being in the show? And fair play to Matt for putting a stop to that. But I just found the bitching was there. Serena C is not a nice person. I'm sorry, she's not. I actually written down she's a proper bitch at times. She's just <laughs> no need for the nastiness towards her at all. Well, it's the fact that she describes Heather as a virus. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's proper uh, Agent Smith, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not You're nice. a disease, a virus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought that was particularly uncalled for. But, but even Jacenia, you know, she was sticking the boots in a little bit, wasn't she? And she was yeah. saying to Heather, are you really ready to get engaged after like two weeks? And then I couldn't actually see, and I'm not sure if this is a bit more producer- uh, interference, but someone says, please leave. You know, as, as Heather was talking, I, but you couldn't see who was saying it. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not really buying because Heather didn't even like her eyes didn't move or she didn't stop talking to, you know, whoever had said that. So I, I think that was bollocks. I think that's just put in by the producers there. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought Matt, Actually, for, for quite a few uh, moments in this episode, I think he, he did quite well. And the fact that yeah. he was saying, you know, I, I, it's a shame, but I'm a lot further along with other people here. It's so far into the process. Then, uh, you know, this isn't going to happen right now. So, I mean, she only has to wait a few months till after the show's finished, doesn't she, really? Yeah, because he's not staying with any of these, is he? Come on. All she's got to do is contact him on Instagram with when he's doing one of his inspirational quotes from Google, Dave, or she is, or Claire is, or Dale, or whoever is doing one of them, or maybe even Chris Harrison now, Dave, we don't know. But uh, yeah, I just, I found that whole thing just too forced upon us. And Heather looked like a rabbit in headlights, didn't she? She looked petrified of the girls. I do think the girls had a point 
the fact that she came in there after four or five weeks and thought she was going to get a date. I do think, I do think the idea was right, but the delivery wasn't. The mean girl side of it come out again. It's like that pack mentality. And I think for her, she wouldn't have lasted much longer anyway, Dave. I think she would have probably gone. So I don't agree with the way the girls dealt with it, but I do think they had a point. But you, you, they were putting their anger at the wrong person. That is purely a, the producers and writers who put all that together, not Heather. Yeah. No, they're not going to let just someone off the street walk in and disrupt a TV show. Have they come on? It's not going <laughs> Pope has said, we've been here for six weeks. Again, if it's her just muscling her way in, <laughs> fair enough. But the producers have fucking opened the door for her, haven't they? We're supposed to believe that she's driven up, you know, she's hired a minibus or whatever to, to drive up. She's just parked it out the front. Because when Matt sort of shows her out, she's got a car waiting just there. You know, they can't even... They, they've got the chauffeurs who are supposedly in this bubble as well, you know, so they take off all the other girls. But just to drive it home, Chris, that she's gone off her own back and she's turned up here to try and gate crash the party it's just so false and and i did i did think that was wrapped up in like five minutes at the start i i was expecting a little bit more drama if i'm honest yeah me too they could have gone through the whole episode on this but again there was a lot of people went today weren't there so heather was the first dave and i've, I've got to admit dave we do go to um, the rose ceremony afterwards, and I was rather pleased that Serena C. Uh, Serena C. Yes, that's her name. I know. Yep. That's, that's just, yep. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, her as well. That she went because she didn't deserve it. She she'd been a, a bitch with people. She was definitely um, a, a part of the Victoria MJ situation and, and Anna to a lesser extent mm-hmm. gone. And Matt had nothing for her. I, I think that was a great decision, Dave. Whether it was a producer one saying, look, she's part of this Mean Girls thing, I'm not sure. But I've not liked the look of her for a few weeks. And I think it all came to root, home to roost this episode. Well, even apart from the fact that she was one of the Mean Girls crowd, absolutely. What have we seen with her and Matt at all? To, yeah, to get this nothing. far, you know, two weeks from the end, she's done all right for not really doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She, she, she's just been there. And and then it's like, oh, it's, it's, you know, I can't believe it. I thought that was it. It's like, but we've not seen. And again, Dave, there might be loads that we've not seen that's edited out and, and you know, you know things like that. We always get a little bit of a bloopers reel at the end, don't we, the episode where it shows mm, yeah, them being yeah. a bit more human. I said it with Love Island. We, there's a Love Island repeats in the UK where they would run it from uh, Sunday to Friday, and then on a Saturday night, there's no episode, but it's like the best of that week. And sometimes the best of is better than the whole week you've just watched because it's yeah. been being more human. It shows where they edit in and edit out people being the villains of the actual show and, and all this. When you see them normally, it's like one two or three minute thing where they've been mm-hmm. like any of us, we all have, we all do that. And I'm sure if you filmed us over a week, you know, people might think me and you are okay, but I'm sure there's some point you're like, Oh, I think it was a bit out of order there. That's life. You can't mm-hmm. play at that forever. So I think that's, what's quite interesting. It's because it's so produced. It's difficult sometimes to get the girls personalities, but as this is going on, Dave, I'm telling you, I predicted this last week and I said it on our social media, Instagram and everything as we, what we'll talk about later. Rachel's won this 100% like this has all happened and we'll talk about it at the end. Well, let, let's talk about it at the end because I don't disagree yeah. with you, but I was looking forward to talking about it at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. No, I just mean because of what's going on. I just think I, the people who are left, I just don't see anything. 
Well, um, maybe. I mean, I thought Serena P, we'll talk about the date in a minute. I thought they were getting on okay. Melissa, I thought, I thought her and Matt were getting on okay as well. Rachel, at this moment in time, apart from going on the Pretty Woman date, yeah. apart from that, she hasn't stood out in this series for me. But it's only this meta-awareness that we have of things going on outside the show. I've, me, personally, yes. I think just watching the show, you don't know at this point that she's won. But I, and we don't actually know. There's, there's no. no spoilers. No. This is just still speculation. But I, I do think you're right. Yeah, I think so. But but Dave, let me tell you, me and you are good friends. We've known each other for a while. You know, we've we've shared sweat on their band stage and stuff. Just just as we're singing and you're playing the bass and stuff, Dave. And you know, <laughs> let's, you know, let's get that straight. Let's get that right. <laughs> but maybe I shouldn't have phrased it like that. But no, we have, it does sound wrong there. But okay, yeah, it does. I'll, I'll but anyway, <laughs> your body odor, you know, all that stuff. And we've been within the facility. We've played football together or soccer. A lot of our listeners say, you know, we, we we're good mates, have they? You know, and I, I regard. Is probably one of my closest friends, Dave. I say that, one of my best mates. So yeah, yeah. I put you on a pedestal there, Dave. The one thing I wouldn't do, though, is go on tantric yoga with you, Dave. Now, obviously, <laughs> it's not my... So I love yoga. I do yoga every day. I've set myself a target of doing it every single day this year. I am genuinely into yoga, not tantric yoga like this. The sting, the singer is into tantric sex, Dave. Apparently, him and his wife can pleasure themselves without touching each other and just looking. That's some trick. But that, that's apparently what they do. So I wasn't sure on this. However, this was Bachelor DNA 101 game. It went down, Dave, like a fart in an astronaut suit because <laughs> <laughs> she was having none of it, was she? And I respect her for standing up saying, look, Dad, just did, I'll, I'll never do that again. That was that was really yeah. interesting, that. Yeah, no, I agree. And and. Most people wouldn't. I, You know what? This fucking franchise, Chris, I must admit, I'm almost done with it. But then as soon as they roll the credits, you know, preview for next season, I'll be back on board again. But but right now, yeah. I'm almost done with it. And when this came up, I just thought, I just thought, oh, fucking, what are these producers actually on? And, and us as the viewing public, are we just looking to be titillated? Is that it? Is that what we're supposed to get from this show? Ooh, look, yeah. we're putting him in these uncomfortable positions. They haven't even reached any level of intimacy other than a quick kiss. And and yeah. to put him in that position, I think, is a bit unfair. If this was too hot to handle, Chris, where they're all a bunch of fucking <laughs> rabid, <laughs> promiscuous young bastards, then, okay, this would be quite funny. But... It was quite uncomfortable watching how uncomfortable she was with it. And Matt, you know, yeah. he's straight into it. And I think, you know, unfortunately, I think that did show a little bit of a disconnect. And I think Matt said that, you know, he appreciated Serena has tried it. You know, she didn't like it, doesn't want to do it again. That's fair enough. And, and Matt said he appreciated that. But I just think it's a little clue as to, yeah, they're not, quite on the same wavelength with some of these things you know you could see at the start when the yogi was saying you know have a bit of a tantrum and matt's like ah! <laughs> you know? but serena p's just not getting into it at all so so yeah i, I up until this point i thought she was in with a good shout but i think this showed that that they really weren't but i do think it was a it's just a fucking stupid date yeah. yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. No, no, and I've got a little theory on that. So so um I think I think for me personally, what's interesting is because it's part of the show and she's sort of resisting it. Most of the time, people don't on this show do they, they hate the fact they don't want to cause conflict with the bachelor or bachelorette because basically most of the time you're out of here. You know, if you, you put any resistance up to them, pretty much it's gone. They made this, this is an everyday occurrence in a normal, proper relationship. And I kept thinking, Matt, have you ever been in a relationship? Dave, you know full well, and I have it with Sam, 23 years we've been together this year. And it's like, nearly every day we're disagreeing on things going, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, I'm not doing that either. You know, it's a normal occurrence, isn't it? Do you want to do this? No, I honestly even, think, and it's not- even after 23 years and you still don't accept that you will end up doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you've got to realise is, Dave, um, my father-in-law used to say, God rest his soul, and what a great man he was. He used to say to me, Chris, one day of the year, you are right and you'll get your own way. But, mate, that's not today. (laughs) And he used to stick up for me more than his own daughter because he knew, he said, she's just like a pissy mother. Now, now, Joel jokes aside, and Sam's going to listen to this in about a week, Dave, because she's slightly behind, so I'll make sure I'm not in the vicinity when I get a crack. But, but no, it's true. In a normal relationship, you know this as well, you, you literally disagree day in, day out on things, whether it's what channel you're putting on on the TV or whatever. There's always something you disagree at. That's just life. It made this into a massive thing, and I agree with you. I think this is all the well, it was all a play, you know, to say things aren't right. But I do blame the producers because, like you said, it was really uncomfortable watching her in this position, and it felt like all the way through it, even from the start, she didn't want to do this. And she said, "I'm yeah. not a, a very pub. I don't give a lot of affection in public." Mm. Why didn't they ask her that before? Because it felt like she had to go along with it, and she'd been coaxed into doing it, and she was completely uncomfortable. And I don't necessarily, it's not Matt's fault at all. Matt's just going with what they're saying. But I think maybe she may have should have spoke up and said, look, I don't want to do this because it really did look really awkward. It's just very, very difficult though, isn't it? Once you're in that Mm. position, you know, all the girls are longing for this single date card. Uh, She gets it and then it's a really uncomfortable setting. You know, again, I blame the producers and you know, they, they must think, well, a lot of the viewers are living vicariously through, you know, through what they're seeing. And so it just, it was just distasteful for me. For me, this kind of exercise is okay when you're a bit further into the relationship, when you've already shared that kind of intimacy. I think it's fine. And I think she herself would have been a lot more comfortable in that you know, in that situation. So if there were, like, I don't know, six months, a year into the relationship or something. But, um, yeah, it was uncomfortable watching. But I don't know what she herself could have actually done different. Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. I respect the fact that she stood up for it and said, no, this isn't a bit of me. So, no, that, that's fair enough. Now, now she Dave... Did, she did actually get the, the rose, though, didn't she? So She did, yeah. No, no, that's good. That that Good on her, you know, for having... What I like is she's not just a yes person like most yeah. of them on this show are, male or female. You know, all them clowns on The Bachelorette were like, anything Claire or Tasha said was like, I just want you to be happy. And if it's not with me, I want you to be happy. 
as you said at the time, and I'm going to quote you, bull fucking yeah. shit. What a load of shit. That is purely to feather your own cap when you come out for social media. See, not a bad guy. Unfortunately, people like Chasen and that did themselves no fucking favours. And anybody who stood up to it or either of them or, or had a bit of resistance got absolutely thrown out of the show. But they were, I hate that. It's so fake and patronising. You don't even know the girl and you wanted to be happy. I'm not saying you want people to be hurt. We all go through, like, you know, it gets to a certain age where you just, you just relax. You're like, I just don't care. If you want to be happy, you'd be happy. Dave, they're on a get dating show where they're vying for one person's affection and and it's like it's bullshit so i don't necessarily believe any of that nonsense but again dave later on rachel gets uh, called up to the plate doesn't she does she is that on the group date (laughs) when is that (laughs) <laughs> well so so what i've got down because i can't keep up when you jump around like that <laughs> it's like any point in the two hours you're just gonna drop it on me <laughs> so so when they go on the group date right so so the group date is piper michelle rachel brie kit and abigail and they all get a little bit of time and then rachel's kind of um she she seems to be a little bit insecure with everything. Now, Matt, at this point, I think is one of the most one of the strongest things he said. But I'm trying to cast my mind back now. I'm pretty sure he said this to plenty of other people of, as well. But he says, "When I'm not around you, I'm thinking about you." He says that to Rachel, and then they they have a bit of a kiss, and then she's the one at the end who ends up with a group date, Rose. So is is that what you meant? Yes. Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> you know me, Dave. I'm all over the fucking show. But, yeah, so so obviously that, I think, is the biggest indicator that she's, you know, she's in a good spot. Now, what I thought was interesting as well leading up to that was Brie, she seemed quite happy. Obviously, she, she missed the call from the, the previous rose ceremony, but, you know, she was feeling quite insecure with everything. She got the first impression, Rose. But then, you know, because she's invited on a group date, it's obvious she's not going to get the single date, which went to Jasenia. Um, <laughs> you know what, Chris? The, the single date cards seem to be uh, a bit of a kiss of death at times as well. It, it can be a, <laughs> a ticket to going yeah. out, can't it? But, but we'll come to that in a sec. But But what did you make of the conversation with Abigail and and Matt, you know, and, and, you know, she was kind of, for me, you know, when someone says the words, but it just doesn't feel authentic. And when Abigail said, I'm really excited, (laughs) it just, I wasn't really having it. For me, she was kind of scared. I think, I think she knew where this was going. Um, and she was trying to say the words, that you know she really wanted to be there but but she wasn't really feeling it you know in terms of like she wasn't just going for it because she was quite insecure about how Matt felt yeah and I think I think you're right I think I think the problem with her is she wanted his or wants his his full attention doesn't she like he's he's absolutely divided attention and this isn't the show Dave is it you've got to like you've just said just sending that you know these single dates most of the time it's 50-50 whether they're going to come back there's no in between it's always like you're either what you to the car or you get the rose 
she, I, I don't know whether it was, a, like you said, insecurity or whether it's just that was her play. She felt like if, mm-hmm. if he really wanted her, then this is the point to do it. And I think she was tearful anyway when it mm. came to the dates and that. She was really tearful all the way through, Dave. And I just think maybe it was just getting too much. It's been six weeks. We don't see what goes on. Does Matt just turn up once every day or so and has like conversation? If she spent six weeks vying for his attention, like a kid vies for the parents' attention and stuff, and she's not got it, then maybe she just cracked and was like, I'm worth more than this. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, Matt's a good guy. I, I don't. I don't really see anything. I've not heard anything that he's not a good guy. But is it because of the schedule? Is it because of all this? I don't know. I don't know. But I just don't think it was necessarily the right situation for her. If if you just uh, bear with me for a second, Chris, while I just get out my broken record. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to get my broken record out here. And you know what? It's just the whole environment, the whole premise of the show, the whole process. It's just fucking weird, isn't it? <laughs> you know. And I bet I can imagine a lot of people who go into it sort of thinking, you know, whether it's for Instagram followers or whatever it is, I don't believe anyone is actually in there for, quote unquote, the right reasons. It is just a weird fucking process to go through where you're part of a harem where you're vying for one person's attention. And, you know, several times in tonight's show as well, you've got everyone sat around and all the girls are discussing with each other, like, say, in that very false way where everyone's quiet as one person speaks. There's no side conversations or anything going on. And they just say, they're describing, you know, how hot Matt is and, you know, how attractive he is and and their connection with him. I'm like, but you're, you're discussing that with someone who's saying almost the same thing as well. It's just, surely that is just a fucked up environment, Chris. Yeah, it is. Of course it is, Dave. And it's the rejection. Nobody likes to be rejected, do they? At the end of the day, we, we yeah. all live for that acceptance, whether it's by, Dave, look, whether it's by uh, your wife, your kids, your dog, whoever. You all want, everyone wants acceptance, no matter what we all say. It's a mm. human trait yeah. at the end of the day. We all want to be wanted. So, and it is like a cattle market in there, isn't it? It's literally, you know, eeny, meeny, miny, oh, right, I love you. And, and and that's the way it goes sometimes. And it is about fate and things happen. It's just a shame, really, with some of them, they really, really struggle, really struggle on, on the show. Mm. And, and Dave, they're, co- they're cooped up even more than probably would be filming The Bachelor or Bachelorette because of lockdown as well. Yeah. You really are within that dome. And I, I you know, I've done a maintenance job for the last 16 years. I've worked with various people in teams of two in a van. And no matter how nice the people are, Dave, and I'm sure they think the same of me, you do get to the point where you're like, I'm sick to fucking death of working with you every single day. So I'm sure working on that thing, and and obviously TV stuff is different. They'll have done different takes of all this. Yeah, People saying the same thing and everything. Oh, we like that. Can you just say that again with the camera wasn't set up right? I've been there and done the live stuff. That's how it works. We, We all think it's genuine and authentic and it's not pretty much isn't <laughs> authentic yeah it's quite normal isn't it i mean they're all sat in the lobby you know <laughs> waiting for for prince fucking matt to wander up and it's like oh matt's here thank you my yeah. life now has meaning <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I just find it utterly, you know, with the whole show, and I love watching it, it's ridiculous, but I just find in real life, you, you know, we're never, not me or you are never going to be in a situation like this where you've got like 20 girls, 30 girls vying for you or, or vice versa. If it was like us vying for a girl's attention or anything, 
it just life doesn't work like that. And I can never understand on the bachelor and bachelorette. And that's why I know the motives. None of them are real is how quickly everyone's just like that person's for me. And I'm like, but that wouldn't happen in real life. It just, Oh, it's fucking stupid, Dave. I just got my husband. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's my baby daddy. You know, it's like, all right, whatever. Followed him you on know? Instagram. It looks great. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Chris. With no filler. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so what, what do you reckon to Kit's talk as well? Because she, I think we saw a little bit of realness from Kit. I mean, she gave an interesting talk because she said, you know, she's she's put it all out there that, you know, she sees herself, you know, having a career and what have you first. And she's not going to have kids until at least 25, 26. <laughs> what, what do you think to that? <laughs> I had a look on her, uh, <laughs> on her page, Dave. She's 24 and a half and... <laughs> No, she's, she's, tw- she's no, I'm 21, joking. isn't she? Oh, right, <laughs> no, I'm right, taking right, the okay. piss because she's like not having a kid until 25. <laughs> she's not fucking Claire. <laughs> I know, it's just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's still telling everyone she's 24 days. But anyway, right. <laughs> no, I meant about the kids and babies. But... Oh, right, okay. <laughs> oh, fuck me, I've dug her right here. Yeah. Right, no, anyway. Why did you say that, Chris? Oh, move no, on, no, move no, on. Moving along, moving on. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, no, no. No, but I do think it's one of them, and it all right, that's great. So she's 21, five years down the line. How old's Matt? Matt must be mid 30. He's, I think he's 29, is he? He's in oh, the ballpark of 30. Yeah, yeah. And it's an interesting conversation because it's something, if you're in a relationship, that's, you know, that's the sort of thing that comes up. Do you want kids? Do you not want kids? Do you want to get married? What do you want to do? Do you want a house? That is normal life. When when the cameras finish on stuff like this, that's when normal life sets in. There's mm-hmm. only so many Instagram posts of you fucking making an omelette together, shirtless, telling each other how you love <laughs> each other. And then a week later, you hate each other. And he's unfollowed her and she's unfollowed in and all that. That's how this is going to play out, whatever happens. I think Matt's got a little bit more class than some of the ones we've seen, but you never know, Dave. It could just be all nonsense. He... he I don't know. I don't. I don't even know how this plays out. I don't. I just. I just think it's all leading towards one person, and everything that I'm seeing now, as we go to the hometown dates, that's going to be the one, and it looks like it's going to get juicy. It really does look. And I'm. I'm, I'm loving next week, Dave. You sort like you said. You think you're out, and you're like, oh, this is nonsense. Then I see the the thing, and I'm like, oh, I cannot <laughs> wait for next week. And then I even start planning because I'm pretty much working from home. I'm thinking, let's have a look at me diary. I'd look straight away. Have I got any meetings? No. Nope. Right. Well, that's me watching it at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyone rings me, I'm in a meeting, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, the thing I'd say with Kit, I mean, uh, you know, I struggle to listen to someone who's 21 uh, sort of talk about, you know, all this experience in life that they've had and this great wisdom. I think as well, you know, Kit has thrown out a few snatty, you know, catty comments to uh to the girls as well i wouldn't quite put her in the mean girls but i she's not that far out from it i think it's just come up to to hometowns and she's thought yeah i'm not into this at all she's gone on there for a bit of exposure a bit of fame a few more followers and that's it and so she can't risk the fact that matt might actually pick her um and then she's she's lumbered with this thing that she didn't actually want in the first place. So I, I think I've taught myself around Chris. I think I started this conversation thinking, yeah, we, we probably saw her 
you know, real side in saying about, you know, he deserves someone who's, <laughs> who's you know, who's there for him and, and everything. But actually, I think I'm talking myself around this. This was a tactical move, this. <laughs> Are you sure, Dave? I, I think so, yeah. After, after that swift 180, I mean, what do you think? Uh, you know what? It, it, I'm usually can sniff this sort of thing out. I didn't even think it was a tactical move. I didn't. I didn't even. I, you know what? Sometimes I do take it for what it is. I'm so skeptical about this show. No, I did. I, I didn't I pick do up as on well. that. I, it's just, and and it could be. It's just. I, I'm just thinking. When when she's 21, she's not, surely she's not really. She has got a whole career ahead of her. I, I just don't see her like getting engaged two weeks from what we saw tonight, um, and that being it. So, yeah, I, I, for me, it was a tactical move, but um, w- which is exactly the opposite to what I was thinking earlier before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, Chris, what, what do you reckon about the Jasenia date? Well, it was all over, wasn't it, for her? I thought it was quite good, to be honest. That's the car date, isn't it? The whole um, stunt car date. Yeah, yeah. And and did, yeah. did you notice, again, I just... Ah, <laughs> this show, right? When you see the car spinning round and everything, and it's like, I wrote down in my notes, bullshit that that is Matt driving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, without a doubt. Then he says, ah, oh, that wasn't me driving. And she says, you had me totally convinced there, or something like that. You had me convinced, though. And I'm like, you just fucking saw him get out of the car. So you must have saw the other guy get out of the car. (laughs) My tolerance for the fakeness is just week by week, Chris, is getting less and less. But anyway, I'm not going to make a big deal of it, but it was just that's ridiculous. But what what did you reckon of, you know, how they were in the in the stunt car driving and and their dinner date after that? Well, I, I was I was shocked the way the dinner date went. The stunt car driving was great when you said he was going. They get the guy in the back going, "Well, steady, steady," or whatever yeah. he said to her. But no, look, Dave, that's more a guy's day, isn't it? You know, yeah. that, that really that was just purely for Matt, wasn't it? More than anything, he did comment on the fact that he liked the fact that she stepped up and did the business with him and stuff. But yeah, and and ultimately, it didn't mean anything, did it? He just basically said, "We haven't got a connection." At the end of it, and I was like, "Well." Oh, that's fucking rubbish, isn't it? It's another one bites the dust. I was waiting for the big hand to come out, like, you know, another one bites the dust. It was like, <laughs> okay. And we had four people leave on the show, didn't we? So that was the third one at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like I say, though, it's hometowns next week, so you have to be down to four. Yeah. So, you know, four had to go tonight. But then it, uh, you're sort of thinking, well, I can't even tell. We had two rose ceremonies tonight. I can't even tell, is this over a week? Is it two weeks? It it wasn't clear to me which week this was. I know they'd said, you know, earlier in the show, I think Piper said uh, they'd been there for six weeks. But I think they're being economical with how much they take from one week and, and the next, you know, depending on what's happened. Yeah, that's true. And look, we, we're not privy to that sort of thing. Have we? You've, got to, you've got to sort of take it as you see it, haven't you? There is there is sort of anomalies with that, though, Dave. The uh, continuity is not correct all the time. Yeah. I've even seen it where some people have got different dresses on and stuff, you know, and it's supposed to be the same scene or within the same <laughs> yeah. thing. So, yeah, we get that a lot. Now, I, obviously, 
Sorry, before you go on to the now something else, I think the the one thing I, I thought Matt did quite well for most of the episode tonight, and I don't know if they're told to do this by the producers, but basically, Jacenia had said, I'm falling in love with you. And you could see from Matt's expression, he's not got a poker face, has he? You can sort of see when he's deeply thinking and calculating what's going on and when he's just in that moment. Uh, so I'd, I'd wrote down, you know, Matt just doesn't seem convinced. But when he's talking about not being in that same place as she is, he's literally got the rose there. <laughs> he's like dangling it in front of her practically. Before he says, I can't give you this rose, I can just, uh, it seems incredibly insensitive that to me. And and I don't know if they're told to do that, but if he's just off his own back, then that's a proper dick move. Yes. Yeah, it is, to be fair. It is, Dave. And and, and I think that's what, it was quite up and down this episode, wasn't it? Mm. I, I felt... I felt it wasn't the best episode of this series, I must admit. It wasn't one of the better ones. I know there was a little bit of something, and whether it's because all the mean people have gone and the you know the drama's gone with them, I'm not sure, but it just felt a little bit off. I'll give Matt credit, though, for you know the way he dealt with Heather and that. Not necessarily mm-hmm. the way Heather got dealt with by the girls, but just the fact that he was like, look, I'm too far into this. Yeah. So I, take, I took that as about the only thing on this episode at proper face value as he was being genuine with, with that conversation. So no, I think it was good. And, and when you come to like the last row ceremony, so this is the fourth person again kicked off. Piper um, ultimately, you know, goes. And I don't, I'm not sure... I think that's probably why I'm swaying towards Rachel because I've not seen a lot out of the other girls or we haven't seen the edited stuff, enough edited stuff of the, the other girls to sort of warrant saying, well, the only story in connection I can, me personally can see is with Rachel, whether that's right or wrong or anybody agrees or disagrees. But I just don't think we've we've had enough with them. That that whole pretty woman date for me just basically told me that that, that was going to be the final, she's going to be picked. Mm. So, I mean... I don't know. I think it, it's a few weeks ago now, but I mean, Brie and Michelle both had pretty good one-on-one dates with Matt. And so I think, you know, they do seem to have a connection with him. I think, like you say, the pretty woman date does stand out uh, as something being quite iconic. Um, but yeah, I, I think Piper certainly thought she was going to stick around for a lot longer. You know, at the beginning of the episode, we saw how distraught she was when Heather walked in. And then at the end, she just gets booted off. You know, she keeps, uh, she doesn't show any emotion to Matt at all, really. But then when she's in the, in the limo getting driven off, then, you know, she does break down. I felt pretty bad for her, you know, there. And again, if, if she hadn't gone, I'd have said, you know, she's got quite a good, strong connection with Matt, but um, obviously not that strong. No, no, that's true, Dave. That's true. And we get the little preview for the uh, hometown thing, and it looks like Rachel's family are digging in on her, Dave, don't they? Questioning, like, how can you love someone so quickly or fall for someone? Yeah, and and I do quite like this because they do. You get some of the parents who are who are bought in and playing up to the cameras, and then you get others who just really aren't. <laughs> just so <sort of> like... <laughs> this is ridiculous. Why, why are you doing this? I don't get it. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to next week, I must admit. <laughs> I think, 
think he's one of them. Like we're, as soon as you hear one of the parents go, oh, not again, then we're with a foot, basically, Dave, you know. So, But no, no, I think, I think it's ending well, and it'll come into it as we go into episode eight. So, Dave, you mentioned it at the top of the show, a bit more serious now. Obviously, we've had the whole... Um, Rachel, social media storm, quite rightly called out for, for some of the thing, the party that she went to in that. But then we got the Chris Harrison uh, interview, which for me was a fucking disgrace. I mean, what did you think about the whole thing? Yeah, so, I mean, the the pictures that had come out from Rachel Kirkconnell were, you know, she was at some plantation party, uh, I think for some fraternity or something like that. Um, it had already been banned by the university, so they knew exactly what they were doing, but she hadn't commented on it. You know, this has been known for a good few weeks now, um, and, you know, she hasn't come out and apologized. She hasn't come out and said anything, addressed it. The narrative is that, you know, the show wouldn't let her, but honestly, I'm not buying that for a second. I, I don't think that's the case. And old Chris Harrison there, you know, he decides, you know, he's he's being interviewed by Rachel Lindsay, who's a former bachelorette, you know, a woman of color. And she was asking him about how he, you know, what he thought of this. And he gave an interview and the whole thing was about 13 minutes long. And it, yeah, I, I just, <laughs> I'm slightly lost for words, Chris. Um, what, what I would say, guys... If you don't want to hear us getting on our soapbox, because that's what the rest of the show is going to be, then you could probably stop it now um, and we'll be back next time. But yeah, Chris Harrison showed himself to be an absolute fucking racist enabler. And it was absolutely disgusting. The things that he was coming out and saying, he kept repeating about woke police and, you know, (laughs) there are too many things. He was talking about, you know, is it not okay? He also asked Rachel Lindsay. He says, you know, who are you to, you know, and then he says, who am I? You know, who are we to to criticize what Rachel Kirk Connell's done? He talks about, you know, he's grown up in Texas in the 70s and he says, games that we played back then were okay then and they're not okay now. Well, fuck you, Chris Harrison. No, they fucking weren't okay then. <laughs> they just You could get away with it, you prick. He thinks it is okay, though, and he's he's just trying to watch his words with, you know, uh, because the outside world will deem him racist, you know, so he's trying to be very calculated about what he says, but I th- I'm afraid his actual real opinions on it really came out there, and, you know, Chris, you and I have spoken very briefly about this off-air, haven't we, and, and it's it's always a little bit... You don't always feel like it's your place to come out, or I I certainly haven't in the past, because we're a couple of white guys, right? And we don't know what it's like to be at the raw end of this. So you're kind of, you don't necessarily want to jump in there with your size nines and just say, you know, well, this is wrong, or, you know, he's apologized now, so it should just be forgotten about, or anything like that, because that is not our place to do um but i think he showed himself to be a fucking racist prick and i tell you what he he has apologized he had two bites of the cherry he had a half-assed uh attempt at an apology on instagram you know you can't actually see him it's just a, a type thing might be by him might be by his publicist and then he he sort of did a, a second slightly better apology 
again, it's not my place to say whether that's acceptable or not. Um, but that he's going to be stepping to the side for a, for a while. But I mean, it's only going to be for the you know the final uh, reunion. Is he going to be back? He's an executive producer on the show, so you know I can't tell at the moment whether it's you know just a, a, a thing to do to you know hopefully this this storm will die down and then he'll just be back on the show as normal. Um, but I've got to tell you, Chris, over this last week, it's had me question whether I want anything to do with this show at all, especially when I first watched that interview. I was just absolutely disgusted with it, and I didn't want anything more to do with the show. Now, I've since come around, and you know, the whole show is not about Chris Harrison. Um, but, you know, I, and sorry, I know I've been on my soapbox for a while, but I'll just say... Chris Harrison's post, I, I went to look at it on Instagram, and the amount of people that are on there saying, I don't even know what he's apologizing for, is the fucking worst thing of all. <laughs> you know, they, they're just absolute fucking don't get it. feel like they're being victimized. I saw a quote from someone saying, uh, oh, Chris Harrison's been moved to the side because he's not woke enough. When did being a racist fucking prick become not being woke enough? I don't understand, Chris. And you know what? It's 2021. I fucking had enough of racist pricks. So what have you got to say to that? <laughs> um, well, Dave, it's usually me going off on one. So, so no, I totally agree. I, look, it's one of them things. You watch the the episode and the interview, and it's a fucking car crash, a complete joke of an interview. He's very, very arrogant, very he's very self-aware, and he's trying to pick his words so he doesn't drop himself in it. Because we do find and do get eventually an apology from Rachel. Six weeks too late, but we do get it. I still stick to what I said at the start of the show. She's the winner. The way he was apologizing for her, the fact that if she does win, and I'm I'm about 80, 90% certain she does, she's going to win it, Dave, with a very proud black man. And the fact that that is is what we've has come out is a joke anyway. And she should have been aware. I mean, he tried to fob it off saying to Rachel Lindsay saying, oh, it was five years ago. And she corrected him and went, actually, it was three. And he's like, in 2018, it's like, no, Chris, it's not 1978, you dickhead. It's fucking three years ago. Everyone everyone should be aware of racism. Anyway, I have in my family, I've got uh, cousins who are mixed race. I've got uh, three nephews and nieces who are mixed race. And I can't imagine what they will do, you know, have growing up. And I'm so protective of them, Dave. And this isn't me trying to get on the moral high ground. You are correct. We are two white guys who will never feel this uh, properly. It's disgusting. The whole, um, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, I totally agree with. We see it in the English soccer, the, the taking a knee before every game. Is that enough? I don't know. It's trying to make people more aware. But someone like Chris Harrison, he's, he's, for me, is as someone who's worked on the peripheral figure at one point in my life of TV, is why TV people should not fucking speak. Because you get dickheads on social media who are a fucking actor, an actress, a fucking, you know, someone who does a game show. They think that's a platform for them to come out and sprout bullshit. Sprout day, that's a vegetable. Can I sprout just bullshit. You, so so a bit like a couple of podcasters talking about racist racist issues. Do you mean like that? 
No, because we're not famous, Dave. But no, but I don't mean that. I, what I'm talking about is we're reacting to something. We, we're not putting on our social media yeah, loads yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. look, our, our opinions on things. It's just like, it, it so annoys me. It's like when you get the Oscars and you get these idiots come up there going on about, um, you know, talking about various things around the world, political things and that. It's like, great. But this isn't the platform for it. They're, they're all self-entitled anyway, and all actors and actresses and that are all—they're uh, all about themselves anyway. Dave, we all like a bit of the limelight. Hence, we do a podcast. But it's like, come on, you're not real world. You don't live in the real world. These people and Chris Harrison, for me, Dave, come across as very, very arrogant. And the fact that he questioned who is Rachel uh, Lindsay to to question that as a as a black woman, Dave, I think she's got more right than any of us to question that, Dave. So I just think he's a dickhead. He gets what he deserves. He's going to step aside. Are we going to really miss him coming over for him? I mean, this is already recorded, but I'll put, I'm going to say it now, Dave, and a lighthearted thing. I'm happy to fucking say, Matt, this is the last rose. Take your time, <laughs> my friend. I'm happy to step in. I said I'd step in for Love Island, Dave, and be the new presenter. I'm happy to get over there. I've just started my proper diet this week. I'm going to shed that lockdown weight. <laughs> I'm getting back to full fitness. I have shaved my hair off because I had a disaster with someone telling me they were a COVID-safe hairdresser, and I think I would have had more job doing it myself. But, Dave, I've got a skinhead, but it's coming back. I can feel... A comeback on it. I'm happy to step in and be the presenter for the Bachelor going forward. I'm. I know I can put my hand on the Bachelor Bachelorette's shoulder and go. This is the last road, everyone. Can, can you can you do that? So, Dave, on a light-hearted note, yeah. Jokes aside, but I think from a serious point of view, you are correct. We are correct. There's been some great conversations on our Facebook page and some really interesting um, conversations we've had with various people. And I think that's the difference, Dave. It's not just us trying, we're not trying to jump on the bandwagon here and like go, right, oh my God, that we're so outraged by that, like a lot of people are. We're outraged because he's an idiot and he's actually taken away a lot of the um, stuff off Rachel, whether he meant to or not. People are more outraged by Chris Harrison now than actual yeah. Rachel. And that's just fucking stupid. What a stupid thing to do. He should have, sometimes it's best not saying anything. And this is coming from someone who can't shut up in me, Dave. So, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> well, just an idiot. I'm pretty sure he, he wishes he hadn't have done that interview because, again, it, it's just exposed him uh, and what his kind of true value system is. You know, I, I just think I, I'll give a recommendation as well. So Rachel Lindsay, you know, she was on um, the Higher Learning podcast and she was talking about this interview and what she really felt. Uh, absolutely brilliant listen, because I was getting annoyed watching the Chris Harrison interview that she wasn't getting more annoyed with what he'd said. She was so calm and kept calm. But on the podcast, she actually explains, well, the reason... The reason is because she's a black woman. And if she starts to go off on one, then she'll just, you know, conform to this this belief that people like Harrison have. You know, so, um, no, I think it's a really, really good lesson if you listen to that one. Um, no, is, but, yeah, is. I mean, you, you, you say about saying this is the final rose. I mean, he likes to parade himself like he's this fucking relationship Yoda, um, which he's clearly not. Get your own fucking act together yourself. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's lots of people who could do that actual job. 
Exactly, exactly. So, guys, sorry we've gone a little bit. We felt we had to address it. We both felt passionately about that. I hope you agree or any of the discussions you want to, you know, talk about what me and Dave have done and talk to how we've responded to it. It's great. It's great to get the discussion out there. And, uh, yeah, hopefully this all gets sorted correctly but in the end. Can, can, I, can I just say as well, some things, right, are, are a discussion. <laughs> but I think yeah. a lot of the things with this is not a discussion. It's not yes. okay to be racist. I don't no, get not. this whole fucking culture, right, of dressing up and, and going on a plantation. Rachel Lindsay said, if I was at that party, what would I be? You know, to which Harrison didn't have a response for. In Europe, we don't get people dressing up in fucking Nazi uniforms and, and having parties at Auschwitz, do we? No. No, you don't. You know, you don't. So I, I don't see how it's different. And, you know, Harrison says, oh, well, you know, what I saw was a girl who got dressed up in a pretty dress and had a great time. Have a yeah. fucking word with yourself. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I agree. But Chris, I, agree. I am going to climb down from my soapbox and say, what have we got coming up tomorrow? Well, David, we have the one and only season three of Temptation Island, which is going to be simply car crash TV of the highest order. Me and you are going to be there watching it from the start and we are not going to miss a beat, my friend. And we will be podcasting tomorrow as well about this. So you're going to get double duty from me and Dave this week, everybody, as long as you can handle that. But uh, (laughs) I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait. Yeah, no, it looks good. Um, I don't give any of the couples any chance of, of uh, avoiding temptation. To be honest, um, I do wonder though. Like you said, uh, are these are these some of these actually a couple, or you know, are we getting you know more contestants now who are aligned to that bachelor way of thinking and just trying to get a bit of a, a social media following? But um, yeah, proper car crash TV, and I can't wait. Good man, good man. Right, guys. So, as always, if you want to contact us at CD Reality Cast on social media, if you want to email us, the CD Reality Cast at gmail.com. And as always, if you get a chance, drop us a review on the podcast catching up with your jaw choice. And uh, me and Dave will read it out and it helps us get up there with the charts. And uh, if you do want to get involved in the conversation, get over to Facebook, guys, Chris and Dave's Reality TV Casting. So send the join on me and Dave or Charlene or one of our good friends will uh, add you in and let's have a chat about the show. So uh, good stuff. Cheers, mate. Well, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Take care.